Welcome to week two of our new series, God Has a Name, which is inspired by Pastor John Mark Comer's book. Now, last week, our teaching pastor, Marcy, started us on the journey by stating God has a name, and spoiler alert, it's not God. In Exodus 34, we read, Then the Lord came down in a cloud and stood there with Moses, and he called out his own name, Yahweh. The Lord passed in front of Moses, calling out, Yahweh, the Lord, the God of compassion and mercy, I am slow to anger and filled with unfailing love and faithfulness. I lavish unfailing love to a thousand generations. I forgive iniquity, rebellion and sin, but I do not excuse the guilty. I lay the sins of the parents upon their children and their grandchildren. The entire family is affected even children in the third and fourth generations. Now, to say God has a name is not being flippant, and indeed it's way more important than most of us might realise. One Old Testament scholar writes, In the world of the Hebrew Scriptures, a personal name was often thought to indicate something essential about the bearer's identity, origin, birth circumstances or divine purpose that the bearer was intended to fulfil. We can see this in the story of Abram. God made him a promise saying, I will make you a great nation. Those who know the story realise the special significance of the fact that Abram and his wife Sari were unable to have children. In the blessing, God renames Abram, Abraham, which means father of many nations. It was more than just a new title. It was a new identity a new destiny. Names, even today, are way more significant than just what to put on your coffee cup. In fact, there's a whole scientific field of interest known as onomatology that studies the origins and meanings of names. Go figure. I was recently at the local shopping centre with two of my grandchildren, Presley Painter and Jad Balmers, or as they often insist being called, Elsa and Camilo. <laughs> it's a long story. Anyway, we saw a shop which sold those, those little name badges. I, I know, it's a grandparent's nightmare. But sure enough, there was a name badge with Elsa of the movie Frozen fame and Camilo of the movie Encanto fame. But my grandkids are super intelligent. And almost at the same time, both said, Pa, where's my name badge? Now, I'm sharp too. (laughs) Where do you think they got it from? So quick as a flash, I said, Elsa and Camillo are there. To which Jad said, but where's my real name, Pa? Personally, I blame the parents. Anyway, I said, maybe the shop sold out, but it's okay. I know your real name and I know its meaning. Jad means kind-hearted. That's who you are, Jad. You're a kind little monkey. And he shook his head and said, I'm not a monkey, Pa, I'm a boy. Eminent Bible scholar A.W. Tozer said, What comes into our minds when we think about God is the most important thing about us. Knowing God's name has the potential to radically alter the way we relate to him. Let's read that first line of Exodus 34 again. 
Then the Lord came down in a cloud and stood there with Moses, and he called out his own name, Yahweh. And I thought my grandkids had unusual names. Okay, let's get a little nerdy for a minute. It'll help. In Hebrew, words are spelled without vowels, just with consonants. Now, how about you try it? Can you see it? It says, this is a sentence without vowels. It's difficult, but it's an economical way to write. Why does this matter? In Hebrew, God's name, Yahweh, is spelt Y-H-W-H. Yahweh comes from the exact same root word that is translated, I am who I am, which God already had told to Moses. Now, no one is 100% sure the A and the E are the right vowels, but if you use the letter I, he's called Yui. <laughs> if you use the letter U, you get Yuu, or O, you get Yo-O. I, I think Yahweh sounds about right. Anyway, because one of the Ten Commandments is, you shall not misuse the name of Yahweh your God, over time, the Hebrews stopped saying the name of God out loud for fear of breaking that law. Can you imagine the teachers in heaven school marking the attendance roll? Is um here, you in the white robe. Hey, kid, you know who you are. Hmm. So the Jews began to refer to God as Lord, which is Adonai in Hebrew. This is also where we get another name for God, Jehovah. It's the vowels from Adonai inserted between the consonants of Y-H-W-H. Told you this was going to get nerdy. So it kind of looks like this. <clears throat> In Hebrew, Y sounds sound like J and W sounds sound like V. So what looks like Yahuwah is actually Jehovah. In our Bible, in, in English, Yahweh is usually translated the Lord in capitalised little letters. So most Christians refer to God that way, and then that's okay. But we need to be careful to realise the Lord is not his name. It's a title. It would be like me calling Marcy uh, the wife not only dangerous, but a bit misplaced. Why? Because we are in an intimate relationship together, and the wife is not the language of intimacy. Uh, for what it's worth, I call her boo, and she calls me honey, or sometimes sir, but I keep telling her that's not mandatory. My point is, perhaps we should get back to calling God by his name and not just his title. Because what you call somebody says a lot about your relationship with them. God even wants you to call him by name. In Exodus 3.15, he says, Yahweh, this is my name forever, the name you shall call me from generation to generation. Jesus took our relationship with God to another level of intimacy when he taught his disciples to pray, Abba, Father, which literally translated means Daddy. Let's talk more about Jesus. Who is himself God? He is the main focus of scripture and our faith. 
The Apostle John wrote about Jesus saying, The Word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son, who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. The Word did not just appear to be human. The Word became actual flesh. John uses quite poetic language and takes some words directly from the book of Exodus. Uh, He's making the point that in Jesus, we see the glory of the Creator God, His presence and beauty. In Jesus, Yahweh becomes a human being. Okay, if you're not totally nerded out, let me share what I think this all means. It's actually quite mind-blowing and life-changing. Are you ready? Well, it means, firstly, God is a person. I don't mean a male or female, but he is a relational being. He's not an impersonal energy source or just a theological concept. He's relational, and that means, well, he wants to relate with us. One poet said, God waits to be wanted. I love that. Secondly, God has friends. Yep, you heard that right. Exodus 33 says, The Lord would speak to Moses face to face as one speaks to a friend. In James we read, Abraham believed God and it was credited to him as righteousness and he was called God's friend. And most importantly, Jesus said, You are my friends if you do what I command. Thirdly, God is responsive. He's not a formula or an algorithm. He is open to our ideas. He is involved in our lives. Most religions try to get you to find the formula necessary to get the life you want from God, like morality plus religious stuff minus sin equals God's blessing. That could look like um, being kind plus church attendance, less not having sex with my girlfriend will give me God's blessing. Well, while it's true God wants us to live holy lives and does not want people having sex outside of marriage, it's also true He can't be forced to bless us. There is no formula, but that said, there is a pattern. God always makes the first move, but inside of that we ask God answers, though not always as we expect. We act God acts. We forgive. God forgives. Yahweh is a relational God who responds. He can be moved, influenced, and can change his mind. Now, this is not a lower view of God, but a higher view in in my opinion. He would be less of a God if he couldn't change when he wants to or be open to new ideas from the intelligent beings he created and is in relationship with. Let me finish with this quote from Pastor Sky Jathani, author of the series, What If Jesus Was Serious? He says, We are not merely passive set pieces in a prearranged cosmic drama but we are active participants with God in the writing, directing, design, and action that unfolds in life. We have the privileged role of being his people 
and in prayer, we are invited to join God in directing the course of the world. If you are a follower of Jesus or want to be, and you come before God in Jesus' name, you invoke his status. Thanks to Jesus, we can come to God not as a beggar, but as a daughter or son of Yahweh. The person who wants you to know his name and to call you friend. Friend.